I'm sure this is going to be our best episode yet. It'll be the best episode yet. It's like the podcast version of the movie Hackers, but far less realistic. You're listening to Founder Quest. So I've got to say, like, like this is kind of a brag. It's completely off topic, but I've got to tell somebody I'm very proud of myself. You know how in any, I don't know, whenever you watch movies or TV about like prison or, or whatever, or, you know, weird situations, it's like there's always like somebody who is like a genius at making like booze right they figure mm-hmm. out like oh yeah like the trash bag or whatever yeah you take yeah. whatever's in your environment and you somehow make like booze out of it well i think i'm kind of like that with ice cream <laughs> i think I'm, some, I'm, uh, I'm that person garbage ice bag cream. ice cream no not garbage <laughs> bag ice cream because <laughs> but i was just like yesterday i was like i really want ice cream but i don't have any i don't have any cream gotcha okay um, so you're yeah yeah, yeah. so I was like, I was like, okay, I need my fat source. I need my source of like milk solid. <laughs> I need, you know, a uh, sugar source. Yeah. And You're going like all chemist on, on it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It does harken back to the chemistry stuff, but actually it turns out, it turns out if you take a can of uh, sweetened condensed milk and a package of Philadelphia cream cheese and you Add a little bit of milk to dilute them and then blend them in a blender and then put them in an ice cream maker. <laughs> it makes pretty serviceable ice cream. It's a little bit sweet nice. for my taste, but you know, it, it worked it's out. Good to know. Sounds surprisingly like some well. sort of new form of like gelato or something. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, that's you gotta come up with a name for that. Week. Yeah. <laughs> like your own. Um, name. I don't know. We don't have to do it on the air. I'm not. No, no, I'm not going to give that away to, I'm not going to give that away. You got to pay for that. So on Monday we had our all hands meeting and except Ben wasn't here because he was taking some sort of time off, which is yeah, um, just amazing. Can we, can we say why Ben? Are, are you comfortable? Oh, I suppose. It's because Monday was Ben's birthday. <laughs> happy birthday. Ben. Oh, happy birthday. Thank you. I, I'm pretty sure he hates this. So, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. This is not your birthday present. It's all right. We won't sing. Um, we won't sing. <laughs> there, there was no ice cream involved, but there was cream cheese. My birthday dessert was uh, cream cheese sopapilla. So tasty. Ooh, nice. Yes. Ooh, right. nice. Sounds good. I'm really curious what that's gonna be. What that's like. But anyway, the thing that you missed—you missed our all hands meeting. We were all very. It was. It was lonely without you, but we made do. And we had an interesting conversation. I thought about just. The way that which we work, right? We're we're all working on computers all day. We all feel kind of rushed. We're we're doing this stuff. It sort of like leads to this sort of mounting pressure and sort of tension. And I really like I really enjoyed having a conversation with everybody about that. And just like, you know, I learned that some people are into yoga in our in our office. You know, I'm a little bit into yoga. I'm like a baby yoga person, a baby yogi. We talked about um balance boards and and um like how Josh is like I, I don't know. It just seems like back to the future to me. Like um, you're on a hoverboard all day. Just sort of it does kind of feel like a hoverboard. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. I'm not, I'm not on it right now. Just because well, unfortunately. I, uh, I'm, I, wanted, I don't know. I wanted, I, <laughs> I'm no, I'm going to event there. If I like, if I always, if I always use it during the podcast, I know that at some point I'll, you know, I'll probably like wipe out. And that's why I was saying you should do it. We should capture that. Yeah. I discussed a little bit about how, like I found that just like 
trying to do things quickly is kind of stressful. And so just sort of like things that are, you know, like email checking that doesn't require a bunch of like, it's not too thoughtful. And I tend to just kind of be like, delete, 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 you know, just go through it as quick as possible. I've been trying to sort of like purposely slow that down just a little bit. And we're talking about like it adds an extra five minutes, you know, so not not really that that much longer, but and that's helpful. And like, I'm not saying I want to do the whole podcast about this. I just wanted to, to mention that because like, I just really enjoyed talking with everybody about that stuff. Like, I think that's a good, it makes me happy that we're doing these kind of like biweekly check-ins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good chat. Yeah, that, that reminded me, I just had to, I had to turn off my bell of mindfulness. I realized it was, it was probably going to chime. Oh, you did. So you got one too. I, well, I, I downloaded the app to check it out and, uh, and turn the thing on, you know, so every 15 minutes or whatever it, it dings. Oh yeah. I forgot. I told you all about that. Yeah. I kind of like it actually. It's, um, yeah. I mean, you say what it is, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of cool. It does kind of bring you out of the moment and then let you refocus. Um, yeah. So it's just a really simple app. It's the, it's a plum village app, which is, it's released by this monastery in France. It's a Buddhist monastery. And as part of it, I mean, it's all free and stuff, but as part of it, they have this bell basically that will, it's this sort of meditation bell that's really long and really sort of like, you have an option of a couple of them. Yeah. And it just rings every 15 minutes. So you just remember to be like, oh yeah, like I exist in the world. I'm not just, you know, eyes looking and fingers typing. Yeah. We, uh, this, it came about in the discussion on Monday, I think, because we, we got talking about just like when you're, when you're like in deep focus at work, especially like on a computer, um, I think star, you mentioned you've experienced this and I have too, to some extent, like there, you can kind of get like really absorbed to the point where you're almost like in some kind of, I don't know, it can be a little stressful at like after a while, because at least for me, like I, I find myself like my, my breathing tends to get more shallow and I'm, uh, you know, I'm just like, you know, I, I like stop blinking. <laughs> so, um, having something to like kind of break you out of that and remind you like, oh, you should like, you shouldn't work for like, you know, you shouldn't spend like two hours in that state. And like Pomodoro technique, for instance, is like something people created to, you know, create some sort of like more focused schedule that where you still remind, remember to like take breaks and let your mind wander and stuff. So this, to me, this seems a little bit, it kind of fulfills a little bit of that. Like it's not as um, structured, but it kind of, it's just a thing that like reminds you, like prompts you basically to stop and think for a minute before, you know, continuing in your work or whatever. Yeah. It's really kind of cute because my little daughter is like, she obviously has noticed there's a bell going off. And so I told her what it was. It's like, you take a breath. And so like, she'll, she'll hear it and then she'll just be like, ah, yeah. and then just go back to whatever she was doing. But it's, <laughs> it's so cute because it's like, so it's kind of just like, I'm just going to take this breath and I'm going to get back to what I'm doing. It's just, yeah. I don't know. It's kind of a little bit beside the point, but you know, it's like, she's learning. It's pretty cool. That's cool. It reminds me of, there's this thing called a, a motive aider. Um, it's M O T I V A I D E R. And we can, we'll, um, we can link it up. It's like a little timer device that's used by behavioral specialists um, and like psychologists and stuff, I guess basically in like helping to reinforce uh habits and um but it, it, i think it could probably like be a, like serve a similar purpose where basically like it's just it's a it's a basically just a device to prompt you to 
remember to do something on a on a regular basis or a semi-random basis, um, I think it has a couple of different settings. But it's the same idea, like basically if it's something that you, your, your like mind doesn't consciously remember to do, you know, on the pattern, like the cycle that you want it to happen, like, like a habit, for instance, it helps to like establish that and remind you. I just now looked up motivator, like motivator. <laughs> on google doesn't it look super old school it goes really well with my pager (laughs) well yeah but there's there's also apparently a um a quick charge like automotive battery charger named the motivator and i thought that was it and i was just like this is intense it's got these like giant wires coming out of it it just really helps you recharge star yeah it's Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it zaps you. It zaps you out of the moment. It's like I'm imagining. I'm imagining like a, clock, a Clockwork Orange scene. You know, you're like <laughs> yeah. with your eye. You're like yeah. <laughs> your yeah, eyes just, pried like, shocks open. Shocks you violently every five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, <sighs> that that would be the wrong way to practice something uh, like the piano, for instance. We were talking about like I know like piano teachers back in the day, um, like my mom's piano teacher, for instance, she would always tell me like, cause when I was learning to play, play the piano and you have to learn like how, you know, remember to keep your hands in the proper position. And the, the old school teachers would use like a, a sharpened pencil tip under your, under your palm to basically like, so it's like, you know, you have a real incentive to, oh, mine <laughs> to uh, keep your, was it an orange? Well, you were lucky. I didn't, I, I guess I was too. I didn't get the pencil either. <laughs> I'm wondering who ate those like grubby oranges after kids have been like putting their hands all over them. I don't know. But um, what I guess the point is, is that something like the motivator or, you know, something like it is, uh, is the more humane way to uh, remember to use proper posture at the piano. Yeah, definitely. And also just like, Naming your, like, using a clever pun spelling for your product name makes it really kind of ungoogleable. <laughs> or a meme. Yeah, or a meme. Or a meme, totally. <laughs> oh like, my God, that was a big self-care, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, like, we're one to, to talk. Very unique, um, you have to use a very unique product name. Hi, I'm Randall, and I'm the founder of Honey Badger. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, we never saw that. We saw that after we created the company. We only saw that after. So on, along the lines of things helping you remember to do things, I use an app on the Mac called Anti-RSI. And mm. what it does, it has a configurable timer that reminds you to take a work break. So I think nice. I have mine set up every hour or so and then you can configure how long the break is i think mine is three minutes and so you can it just pops up this overlay that says hey go take a break and then it does a countdown timer that you define and it's cool i use that to remind myself to go up walk around get a glass of water that sort of thing so that sounds a little bit like a pomodoro timer but just with less like yeah like fewer rules it's just one one work session right like you work for a set amount of time and then take a break come back. Yep. Yep. That's cool. All, I, it's funny, like all these things we just mentioned basically do exactly the same thing, which basically just like prompts you to, <laughs> to remember to do something <laughs> right. on a timer. <laughs> there must be something there. You know, one, one non-app, non-device technique that you can use for that though, is just drink a lot of water. 
Right. And then periodically, I you're always, have to get yeah. up to go to the bathroom. <laughs> right. <laughs> it does, that does work. <laughs> yeah. I feel called out here. <laughs> when we just when we do it's conclaves, a, like I always like I don't like I always have to go to the bathroom twice as much as everybody else. So but, you know, it's it's nature's motivator. <laughs> nature's motivator. There you go. That's like the um, you know kids who drink a lot of water on Christmas Eve, so they'll like wake up extra early and bug their parents on Christmas Day. Yeah. I wonder what our, uh, I, I mean, it seems like you could put any kind of, um, there's like any number of applications for these type of, these type of devices. So like if yours, Ben is uh, anti RSI, which is completely, I'm like, I'd buy that, you know, I'd buy that along with my Pomodoro and my, uh, motivator and cause you know, they all do the same thing, but you know, it's this, I mean, I don't, I have RSI. So like, obviously I don't want to make my RSI worse. So, um, I wonder like, maybe that's a, that's a opportunity. Like you just find a problem that is, um, that can be helped by regularly like habitual activity and then label it with the thing that it's fixing, like specific thing that it's fixing. And then just put an app in the app store. <laughs> Today on Founder Quest, timers. <laughs> so, so we can, we can build an like an anti-hunger app and just reminds you to go eat. Yeah, exactly. There you go. It's like, there you go. <laughs> Speaking of timers, by the way, like this is a complete tangent. I'm just going to gripe. I'm going to put this out into the universe. Maybe somebody will like inform me, but like, I just want a microwave that just has a just mechanical timer on it with minutes. That's all I want. Maybe another setting where it's like a mechanical, like a potentiometer with like mm -hmm. power setting. That's all I want. I'm tired of digital, of like, like a mechanical, like a mechanical dial, like one of those old school kitchen timers would be kind of cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, like when, like we used to have one like a long time ago when microwaves were kind of new and before everything was digital and it was, it was really awesome. Or I mean, yeah. my parents had one. I'm not really old enough to like, I've had that myself. Anyway, that's just my little gripe. Maybe you can find one and refurbish it and uh, you know, bring it back to life. There we go. That's, that's how I want to spend my time. <laughs> I have, <laughs> I'll just see. I'm, I'm starred. I'm, I'm really into restoring old microwaves. Yeah, it's like pimp my microwave. It's like this here is 83 Look, Victoria Lux. I mean, you could have a thriving YouTube channel, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing the things that like people will narrow, you know, narrow specific, get specific about and just, just it's just their thing now. And like the people they'll find to watch it. Yeah, it's pretty. pretty oh fascinating. yeah, and especially since there's always a risk of death because it's really high voltage. <laughs> but you know, if you have a digital microwave, you don't need the mindfulness app because you can just set your timer on your microwave for 15 minutes. Oh yeah, that's, that's, that's terrible true. for the planet. <laughs> terrible for the planet. I mean, we're supposed to hack the planet, not destroy it, Ben. <laughs> then every developer can have a microwave on their desk for you know set it for an hour timer, remind <laughs> them to to get up and go walk around. Oh, God, I've worked at offices where that seems like that was actually the case. Only, yeah, I was going to say, all, like, only it's if it has, only if there's like stale popcorn in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have actually on um, one of our podcasts, we have this like backlog of podcast topics. It's getting pretty small. Like, this is why, this one reason we just kind of well, like have these, um, these uh, kind of spur of the moment episodes a little bit more often because like we don't really add to it frequently. Yeah. yeah. That, nor um, do we really kind of take away from it. So, yeah. <laughs> except, uh, so yeah. The reason I was mentioning this is that 
one of the things on it was like, it's like, what do you miss about working for the man? And I'm not mm. quite sure this is like, there's enough there to make a, like an actual like episode about, but I guess if I missed anything, it would be like endless free like soda water. You know, I've got to get my own soda water now. It's kind of a pain in the ass. Wait, does I'm someone like bring you soda water? Well, no, but there's a refrigerator. You go get oh, it. Yeah. Like it's fine. But then like the, the microwave situation, like people, people make popcorn in there. They make, they make, you know, they keep up leftovers. And like, I have a very, like, I'm like, I have like sensory things, you know, mm -hmm. like I'm very sensitive to smells. And so it was just so, so annoying. I'm so glad I only have to like deal with my own smells. That's, that's the best thing about working from home. <laughs> it's like, I only have to smell myself. Yeah. And your loved ones. And my loved ones. Yeah. The kids are pretty stinky. Yeah. I never really, I never really worked for the man a whole lot. Like I've, I've been self-employed for a really long time. Yeah. I think the biggest thing that I missed from the latest, the last office scenario I was in was the unlimited snacks. Like I ate way too many cashews at the last office I was in because I love cashews. You all realize that all of these problems you're mentioning are easily solved, like by, for instance, buying cashews or a soda maker, right? <laughs> I, I, I'll go on Amazon and, and fix this for you right now, <laughs> if you want me to. Yeah, it's kind of silly. But you know, it's different. But then you have to you like keep doing it. No, I know. It's, it is. It's, it's like you have it all. It's all. And it was done for you. Like you didn't have to think right. about it. It's all stocked. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. I mean, my first job out of college was at a startup, and uh, this was back in the the dot com boom days. And there was a fridge in the, you know, in the office kitchen that was fully stocked, and it just blew my mind that I could just walk up to the kitchen, get a thing of ham and some cheese and some sandwich bread, and make a sandwich and take that back. To, I that was just really weird to me, like. Why, why are you feeding me whatever I want to eat? And then I, you know, over time realized, oh, it's because then I'm going to leave. And <laughs> uh, you mean I have, I have value. <laughs> there, there's a reason I, you want me here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was strange. Yeah. yeah. That's the secret. And it's, I don't know. It's interesting kind of being on the, um, being on the side of like employing people. Like we don't really do any of the stuff because like we're, we're not evil. <laughs> I mean, evil is a bit of a, a harsh phrase, but like, we just don't really do do it. But I don't know, like, it does make things occur to me a bit more. It's like, oh, yeah, this is how you extract a little bit more value out of people. Like, yeah, it's, well, I mean, one thing, we don't have an office, right? So, <laughs> so we can't provide uh, uh, snacks and, and meals and, and so on. But, uh, you know, the, the whole thing about having that, those free snacks, to me, is not just that it's free. But also that, like, I don't have to do anything for having to show up, right? I all I have right. to do is walk over to the bin and get, you know fill up my handful of nuts and and walk away. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like it's I think like there's probably something to be said for like the decisions that are reduced, like that you don't have to make in order to like have those benefits and stuff. I wonder if now that uh, because I know like there are entire positions, maybe even departments and like, I don't know what, whatever they call it for like, you know, like corporate, like for hospitality, for employees or whatever. Like there's, there's a position of like, whatever, entertain, managing entertainment, food, snacks, like all the stuff that in a large modern office, if the switch to remote is like, you know, if, 
if large companies start doing that, do you think that there will be departments that are in charge of, or maybe there are in charge of like employee happiness at home? Maybe, you know, maybe you'll start getting boxes of stuff of, you know, like snack boxes delivered to your, to your door or whatever. So you can have that that. experience. Right. Can Honey Badger like just provide me with a continuous stream of like soda delivery? I think actually there, I think I've seen, there are some, uh, like, I think there's some startup like services that do that, like, like snack subscription. We've talked about that in the past, I think a little bit, but I wonder if like companies buying those for their employees is a thing. Yeah. I know my partner works at a, she works at a really large company and they are, you know, they definitely are, they kicked up the sort of, you know, working from home budget to spend on your workspace and everything. So I I know they're like, they're thinking about it. Well, on this topic, if, you know, you want to provide uh, some snacks to your employees remotely. Of course, you can just order some stuff and ship them. And you should definitely check out greatnuts.com. They uh, were featured recently in a in an art, I don't know, it's Forbes or something. And they had the story about how they were the main supplier for American Airlines. And then American Airlines called them up one day and said, you know what, we're not going to have any more nuts. Thanks very much. Have a great day. And No more and nuts. Just come- <laughs> and this company is like, well, we were sitting on a year's worth of inventory. So what are we going to do? And uh, hmm. so they tried to ramp up their e-commerce arm pretty quickly. And I uh, decided to buy a couple bags of nuts to, to support them. And it's great stuff. It's, you know, if you, if you put it in the microwave for a few seconds, it's like you're sitting in first class. He's got his little tray. He's like... <laughs> no, the thing is, then you're like going you're to, sitting in. <laughs> he's like going to his kids chair. and like, hey, here, take this tray, and uh, I'm gonna go just bring this in in a, in a few minutes <laughs> and bring me a hotel. <laughs> the chair you're sitting in though looks too comfy for first class. You gotta, <laughs> gotta get a less comfy chair. Um, you gotta suck those suck those legs in. I mean, just, uh, you think, sitting by you the think window, leg room's free. <laughs> So maybe yeah. we should uh, maybe we should subscribe to all all Honey Badger employees to a, a delivery of great nuts on a regular basis. Maybe once a month, drop off. That would be that would be a cool perk. There you go. Yeah, yeah I take I take some done. nuts, and the, you say they're really they're really great. So yeah, I know these people are honest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, will this like will this put us at odds at the, with the airline industry? Because like if they if they have success, like if they start to come back, you know, after all of this, we'll be like. <laughs> what the price of nuts is going up this is like i <laughs> <laughs> think that think the nuts the price of nuts is is a determining factor in the price of airline fares like the price of gas is maybe they have nuts that's features a, you know to help stabilize the prices so that's an economic question for sure i have to research that yeah so my my theory of first class is that it's like it's not the nuts that drive up the price my theory of first class is that like you're actually paying, I mean, the seats are nicer and everything, but the few times I've, I've been, I've been in first class, which, you know, even, even nowadays, like nowadays, like maybe if I were to travel, like I've had the opportunity to go first class and I've not done it because people at the front of the plane tend to die more in plane crashes, which is a little bit neurotic on my part. I know. So I always get, the, I always get like the rearmost exit seat. Which is, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, I know that's sort of, you know, optimizing for a problem that probably won't come up. But, um, like, I think the, the real thing that stood out to first class for me is just like the people, 
the stewardesses, stewards were very nice. And so it's like, are you just paying to have people sort of like treat you kindly? <laughs> just you know, not, like it, not be mean to you. <laughs> yeah. there's You're paying to have people treat you like a decent human being. You basically yeah. are. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's a, I think that's a good, that's a good analysis. Well, I mean, that's what you pay for when you go to stay at the Four Seasons. You know, it's not like the, mm -hmm. the, the bed is really going to be all that different from a bed at any other hotel, but that yeah. service is, is they just, really what they just paying. hire people who care and then train or train them, <laughs> train them properly. Yeah. Yeah. Really. And I've been to like a couple really nice restaurants in the Seattle area. And they both have really good service. And the thing that sort of struck me at both of them is just like the waiters were just like extremely f just kind and not rushed and just like, you know, we're just here for you and like, we're going to take care of mm -hmm. you. So don't worry about anything. And it's like, that's just like, I, in both instances, I remember just kind of like breathing this sigh of relief. It's like, okay, I can relax now because like, I don't have to handle anything. I don't have to worry about anything. <laughs> And that's, you know, that's exactly what we've done with Honey Badger, right? We provide first class service at bottom rate prices. <laughs> Rock bottom prices. <laughs> what does it do to our ROI? We don't care. Because <laughs> we're, we're not MBAs. <laughs> this is. <laughs> Speaking of MBAs, have you seen the Tiny MBA book? Yeah, by Alex. Yes. No, yeah, I don't know. I actually, <laughs> tell me about it. Are you going to pop this one up too? It's Is this awesome. going to be my thing? <laughs> I'm, I'm okay, showing the book he's again. He's holding it up. It's yellow. I'm, it's got a I have, 70s I like, <laughs> Tucker typeface on it. Yeah. It's got a very cool, like, retro, uh, you know, like, I don't know, roller derby type font or something. Yeah. It's a very great, very nice design. So it's a great little book. The subtitle is A Hundred Very Short Lessons About the Long Game of Business by Alex Hillman. I had a chance to read through it. It just took me, I don't know, a few minutes because it is, it is pretty short. But I, I love, you know, I love business books in general. But uh, this one is great because it's not, it, it doesn't take forever to make the point. Like some business books, it's like, oh, you read chapter after chapter. And it's like, okay, I get it. Let's move on to the next thing. I know. And there's a parable about people in the Middle Ages thrown in there. <laughs> right. Where they're talking like in like ye olden talk. Yeah, type, yeah. type of talking. It, sorry. So th this is great because it's short. It's these great little tidbits, vignettes, and and so you can you can read through it in a sitting, but you can also like take this one thought, one of the one hundred thoughts, and you can just chew on that for a day or for a week and just think about how it impacts your business or your approach to business. It's really good stuff. So if you haven't checked it out, do check it out. I will check it out. I'm the only one who hasn't checked it out on here, so I've got to check it out now. You got the ebook copy, right, Ben? I did. Yep. Yeah, is I got, it available I on Amazon or is it like a, you have to buy it through it is, yeah. thing or so, so, it's available both, I think. Uh, so there's a bit of a story behind the Amazon thing, actually. I don't know if it is still available on Amazon. So there's mm -hmm. a whole, if you, if you go and check out Alex's Twitter feed, you'll see the story. And he actually wrote up a blog post about it too. So what happened was when he used their publishing tools, they neglected to call out in, in, in sufficient red letters that if, if he used the tool the way they recommended, it wouldn't work for iPad, for, I'm sorry, for Kindle devices. So the book runs, work, works just fine with a Kindle app on the iPad or on the iPhone or presumably a Kindle Fire, which I don't have. But if you want to read it on your Kindle Paperwhite, 
no go because uh, the way they do mm. their PDF layout stuff, he did fancy layout things that just aren't compatible. So it might be available on Amazon. I got it from Amazon. I did the pre-order before everyone realized this was a problem. And I was cool with it because like, I just read it on my iPad, no big deal. But uh, oh, okay. But if you want to read it on your paper, why it may not be an option. Yeah, it can be tricky. That's too bad. That's good to know. Like yeah. the Kindle device formatting, my, my experience with it has been like, basically it's like just basic markdown is what you need to use. Like that's the for- formatting you get to use is just sort of like basic markdown. Yeah. I always, I try to buy the, that stuff off of Amazon if I have the option anyway, just cause I think like they, 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 t- they take a pretty, pretty decent cut. Right. Um, yeah. I figure in any case, like, you know, any cut is, that makes but sense. I was, the uh, one one bonus of the uh, like uh, paperback is that um, well, actually, there was an issue with the paperback too, where there there was an intro. There's like an intro chapter to the book that uh, I guess like explains kind of like how you know it's like a how to read this book type thing, and um, somehow that got left out of the initial run of printing. So um, the people who pre-ordered like super early got a book that didn't have like the first like little intro, how to read this book chapter. I think that's what it was. But, and Alex actually handled this very well because um, he pitched it as a limited edition, a limited first edition, which is, you know, that's just brilliant because that's what you do if you have a a printing error in your first, first edition copy. I mean, it just makes it better. Like I'm, I'm stoked now. Now mine is even more unique now. It's not only a first edition, but it's a limited, first edition so that's gonna have real value in the aftermarket it's like edition zero. Oh, i see that we have a, i think ben pasted a link um that we'll have in the show notes to the actual like uh, to alex's like website where i think you can buy the book um directly from him yeah yeah get it if you can go get the link yeah. in the show notes and um it's, it's actually anyway, it's stacking cause... the bricks what is it stacking the bricks.com mm-hmm. forward slash tiny mba Yep. There you go. Or you can go to tiny.mba and that redirects to oh, that URL. That's easy too. That's that's easier to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. I used to like I used to be a big Amazon fan and like order stuff from them like every day, but now I'm I kind of like I'm trying to to order directly from like smaller businesses too and um just yeah, yeah I don't know. It's like it just seems like a little bit yucky lately. I'm, I'm trying to, but it's so hard. The number of times, like, you know, just like it pops into your head. It's something you need around the house or whatever. You can just like two taps and it's, it's on its way. But then, I mean, like the Amazon delivery people know us. Like they, I mean, they, they, like we, they, they're here like every, you know, multiple times, probably like, you know, if not every day, like it's, it's close. Cause it's, it's just like a steady stream of deliveries, you know? And, um, I mean, you think like you can justify it like, well, they're, you know, they're driving by the house every day, no matter what, like everyone is doing this, which, you know, that's where the economy of scale comes from or whatever. But so it's not like, it's not like you're necessarily like saving a trip, you know, of a delivery truck to your house. Cause they're just, they're just stopping, but still it's just, it does feel it feels a little like, yeah, not optimal, I guess. I, yeah, I don't know what the word is. But, you know, if you're feeling guilty about the repeated Amazon deliveries, they do have that delivery day option now where you can. Oh, really? Yeah. You can group all of your orders into one delivery day. Oh, I didn't know that. 
yeah, they'll just hang on to them. So like if, if you say Monday and you order something on, say, you know, Wednesday, I'll just like, oh, yeah, you can choose. You just wait until the next Monday and then I'll just bring all that stuff at one time. And is that like an account wide option? Like you can just, if you set it, then everything will be delivered on that day or is, do you if have you to do it, it every time? If you, if you set it, then it shows up as an option for your shipping when you check out. So if you don't do your buy it now, then you see the options like, you know, next day oh, okay. or, you know, gotcha. save a buck and you know, kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. I saw that in my latest one. I, uh, there's some things that I just can't really find that places that aren't Amazon or like Walmart. And it's like, well, you know, it's not like Walmart's really better people than Amazon. So I'll yeah. just go with the more the easier one. If, if you do that, will they batch the stuff into box like boxes? Like, do you get a bigger box of like, will they, you know, combine shipments? If you do that, or is it like, you know, 10 boxes showing up like individual boxes? Cause I mean, that would make me feel even worse. Like seeing it all at once. I mean, <laughs> at least with this slow drip of deliveries, like you're not, you don't get, you don't have to see like the, uh, like all the cardboard you're wasting. <laughs> I, I do believe they will try to package them together. Yeah. Okay. Cause that, yeah, honestly, like that's a, that's a benefit. Like, I think it's almost, it's like the cardboard, like all these boxes that you end up having to, you know, to recycle. And then like knowing that like recycling centers aren't even, you know, they're, they're like overwhelmed. And I don't think half the time they're not even like able to recycle it properly. It's like, yeah, it would be nice to use they less burn shipping it. materials. They just burn <laughs> yeah. it and use the fire to cook gruel for orphans. <laughs> So there's, yeah, I mean, there's the environmental impact, which, you know, like I'm, I kind of am aware of also there's like, there's a couple of things like the, the counterfeit problem and things that not, aren't necessarily counterfeits, mm. but like, like I've heard things about sort of older models being passed off as newer models of like right. electronics or like things that were like recalled. And there's like a slight problem with it being passed off as like the new version, you know, like when I was looking into ubiquity stuff, people were getting like the people on the ubiquity forum from ubiquity were like, yeah, that's really, I don't know who's selling oh, that, but that's not yeah. like the good, that's, that's like this old janky thing. That's not cool. So yeah. So electronics, I've been trying to order directly from uh, either the supplier like ubiquity or, you know, like target. Cause I know target at least is going to get me the thing that they're promising. Yeah. Me. Or maybe like even like new egg or something like new egg has always been pretty good in the past for me. Yeah seems like they would care about that sort of thing with their customer base. And if you do want to avoid shipments, you know, there's always like, you know, Best Buy and Home Depot, they have great curbside mm -hmm. service now, which I hope continues after COVID because that is just super convenient. Yeah, I do. I hope the, the, yeah, I hope the curbside sticks around. Ikea has curbside. That's so we, that's, that's worth some, my, some my hate right for Ikea is legendary in my house. <laughs> So yeah, like me and my wife, Kaylin had to go like, normally I'm like, oh, we, we're going to Ikea. Like it's always like, a, you know, a trip through a maze, like a crowded maze. Um, and I haven't been this year, of course, but like in, in the past, it's just like, it's the least thing I, it's the last thing I would want to do. So Ikea having curbside pickup is, I'm a, I'm a fan. There's a book I see. I'll see if I still have it to give it to you, Josh, but it's, um, it's called Horror Sture, Story. It's a <laughs> it's a um, a horror story that takes place in a store very similar to IKEA, but not named <laughs> IKEA for legal reasons. 
please and, do this uh, this like yeah, i'm already and, i'm already sold <laughs> like <laughs> and the uh the book is in the format kind of of like an ikea catalog you know as much as like a, a text yeah. book can be in uh-huh. the format of an ikea catalog um, that sounds awesome <laughs> yeah it's pretty funny don't um, tell me how it ends <laughs> does it end with having to put a uh bookshelf together for six days <laughs> I don't know that honestly, I feel like the concept was the strongest thing about that book. <laughs> um, Speaking of Ikea, I saw, I saw a joke about Ikea and I'm TikTok. linking to it in show notes. Oh, so, tell me the, what's the joke. So, you know, Microsoft was, is bidding on TikTok, right? And then it came out that Walmart wanted to be part of that where they're buying TikTok. And then someone tweeted a joke and said, well, Ikea wants to buy TikTok too, but they're, they're still assembling their bid. Mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I don't know. I honestly, I kind of like Ikea. Like it's a pain in the ass going there. It takes all day. But if like I kind of like going in the morning and having lunch there. And I don't know. They just won my heart because like the first place we took Ida as a just newborn, newborn baby was Ikea. And we didn't know what we're doing. And we're just like, ah. And they had these like family bathrooms which is like this just luxurious bathroom is bigger than like our bathroom at home with like oh, yeah. all the stuff you need for a baby and like little, a rocking chair and just like everything and i was just like this is very nice i you know i will love ikea always for providing this so i can like you know not be super stressed out about dealing with this filthy little human <laughs> yeah I'm I'm sorry, by the way, Ben, for I, I like kind of ruined your joke, I feel like because I got distracted like in the middle of it. It's not that I didn't think it was funny. It was that I just wasn't listening to you. I, I like the, the horse story, like the title of it caught my eye and I was looking at the design. <laughs> so it's all good. my apologies. Um, but this <laughs> I love the cover of this star. It's pretty good. It does. It does like fill me with some uh, some dread. Yeah, it's, um, I'll see if I can describe it. It looks like an Ikea catalog. It's got a bright um, sort of couch with a, a sort of little palm tree looking like plant and a bright rug and, and a table. And then these little framed, these framed prints artfully sort of arranged in the, the prints. It looks like a zombie or something is trying to get out of them. Yeah, uh, through the glass. Yeah. Yeah, through the, it's, uh, it's pretty awesome. That's actually a great idea for somebody's home decoration. It is. That, yeah, I kind of want to do that now. All right. So this has been Founder Quest. If you enjoyed the show and the peace that it brings you in today's hectic world, please go to um, Apple Podcasts and review us. If you want to write for us, um, we still do that thing. So go to honeybadger.io forward slash blog. Um, look for the link that says write for us. Read the whole thing and contact me. And yeah, so... Until next week, see y'all later. Founder Quest is a weekly podcast by the founders of Honey Badger. Zero instrumentation, 360 degree coverage of errors, outages, and service degradations for your web apps. If you have a web app, you need it. Available at honeybadger.io. Want more from the founders? Go to founderquestpodcast.com. That's one word, where you can access our huge back catalog of episodes. FounderQuest is available on iTunes, Spotify, and other purveyors of fine podcasts. We'll see you next week.